Testing one, two. Testing one, two. Testing one, two, three, and we are a go. Welcome to another episode of the Lonely Heart Sports Podcast. We don't really have a lot on hand for you. It's kind of going to be like last episode. Really don't have a game plan. We're just going to see where the conversation takes us. I know that we do want to talk about the Champions League again. And Jake also wants to bring up the Saudi Golf League as well. So we'll bring we'll start with those couple of topics. And then we'll see where the rest of the podcast takes us. Mainly just because not much really has been going on of interest, in my opinion. But we'll begin with the Saudi Golf League and how it's practically dead in the water. Jake, I'll let you take this away. This has been something that you've been following a lot. Oh, yeah. So last week uh, on the podcast, we were kind of talking about how we were thinking it was going to have some traction. And we thought Bryson was going to be signing. And there was 17 guys that were unnamed that... uh kind of where we thought we we're going to get this was going to get going and get off the ground then literally the next day basically every tour player came out and said they're against the league um kind of i think because of the backlash mickelson got for the comments that were made um so it is basically dead in the water now um now mickelson is stepping back and he issued an apology but he apologized for kind of how he worded his statement not really apologizing for how he thinks about the pga tour he never said that in there but he did kind of apologize for the comments he made about he knows what the Saudis do and somebody would still work with them. Um, but now Mickelson is stepping away from golf for a little bit. And I'm just, I mean, this was the most, I mean, clearly the PGA was nervous about this, I feel. Um, so I think if you can get an actual golf league that like, people were just complaining about where the money was coming from, from the Saudis, um, say like this was like a Canadian league, just put into perspective, um, or like say like, uh, I guess more of like a European tour type deal, but like I that's like not get, part of the PGA. Like a yeah, that's like something off brand came up and the money was clean. I feel like more players would have won, um, and because they wouldn't be looked at down for taking that money. Um, so I think this opens up a door for another competitor of the PGA Tour willing if people are willing to put in the money for it. Because the wheels did get turning, and Brooks Kepa came out. I think it was yesterday or two days ago, and basically said it's not over yet. He goes, people still might join and you never know. So, I mean, so it's not completely dead, but it's basically dead. And I just kind of wanted to keep you guys updated on that since I was talking about that for the past couple of weeks now, because we thought this thing was going to get going. And now it's kind of just back at a standstill, kind of where we were at the beginning of say like last summer when this Saudi golf league signing finally started to get talks of it. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's, you know, I, I hate to bring this up. It's kind of like the European Super League. Like, that got that got crushed, like, automatically, like, within a day. Like, it was literally the long, like, it literally didn't even get its feet off the ground. Unlike the Saudi Golf League, where traction was being made. But the thing is, though, is like the European Super League, the Saudi Golf League, it's really not going to go away. I mean, 
the Saudi Golf League, like, yeah, it lost traction. Um, the support, uh, the backlash that Phil Mickelson took, obviously, with his comments, um, especially being called out by Rory McIlroy, obviously did play a part in uh, in what in how the Saudi Golf League's popularity like was deteriorating. But this thing's going to stick around. It's just not going to be talked about as much. Like, it's going to just kind of sit there in the corner waiting to, like, come out again and just be like, oh, here I am. Like, remember me? I really think that this is something that the PGA should definitely keep an eye on, like, on the back burner, mainly just because, like, at some point, like, you know – People are going people are going to realize like maybe, you know, the PGA could do a little bit better of a job to like not only grow the game of golf, but also do a little bit better when it comes to taking care of its players, obviously. So it's no surprise that the PGA that it's no surprise that the Saudi Golf League is actually taking like its foot off the gas and like people are pulling out because of the backlash that was happening against it. But at the same time, the PGA should still be worried. Like there could be players in the future that may be like, Hey, maybe this wasn't such a bad idea after all. Maybe like we can join this, (coughs) excuse me. We can join this, get some more money. So definitely something to keep an eye on the back burner for in my opinion not truly dead if you ask me but it's practically it's it it, it's like on life support just like the european super league every time i uh, at least like once once every two weeks like all of a sudden like the european super league talk comes back and it's like no this thing's not actually happening stop talking about it but the saudi golf league is not that situation there no um, but I mean, I am curious to see though, as to where this is going to be heading now. Um, because clearly like the PGA tour does have issues. Players have come out and not even Phil Mickelson, like kind of alluded to it, but right now they're their own competition. So, I mean, if they're, they can still do what they're doing until they have this competition. I mean, the PIP was put in because of the Saudi golf league. So, I mean, we got a little bit of change there, but I would like to see some of these, like, more of these top, say, 30 players, like, to actually be getting paid. I mean, they get, don't get me wrong. Like, I don't want to sound like the guy that's like, um, they deserve more money when they already make a shitload of money. Like, I, I get that. But it's like, at the end of the day, like, if they have, like, say they go through a funk and, like, they go three to four weeks without being paid because they can't make cuts, then it's like, well, they're paying for their travel. Like, I get that they're sponsored stuff. But I there was, there was a way for these players to bring in more money for themselves and yeah, not no, have to I, worry about where that next paycheck is going to be. Um, especially if you look at the guys that like aren't in like the top 50 in the world, a lot of these guys um, aren't making the big bucks like they do unless they somehow scrape out a win on the PGA tour, or, like make a cup for the weekend. Then yes, you're being paid, but those bottom guys, this is their livelihood. And I think there's needs to be a way for guys to have guaranteed money at least. Yeah, no, I agree with you wholeheartedly there. Obviously, this we said this last week, and we'll say it again. Like this is that's something that the people like that are in charge of the PGA definitely should take into consideration, especially if they don't, especially if they literally just want to kill off the the idea of the Saudi Golf League because of uh, and make sure that an idea of a competing league, a competing league, does not 
you know, come into fruition again. So that's definitely something that they should to consider, um, keep an eye out on for, honestly, especially like you said, the lower, the guys that like are in the lower bracket, I guess, of the tour where this is practically their livelihoods and they just like play check. They play just, they play check to check practically. If they don't make the cut, they're, they're kind of screwed. Um, but if they do make the cut, then it's like, Hey, I got some money. So definitely something that the PGA should consider guaranteed money would definitely be a good idea. Yeah. It'll, it'll benefit. And the thing is though, is if any, if guaranteed money is the thing, it'll benefit anybody, everybody, it'll benefit the top player in the world, even though they don't need it uh, because of their sponsorships, but it definitely will benefit like, you know, the people in the lower brackets of the PGA tour that like have to go tournament to tournament just to try and, you know, just get a game check, get a check to make the weekend practically. Right. And these guys, when they go, they're paying for all their travel, their caddies travel, the hotels and stuff. So it's like, come on, just do a little something for these guys. But I mean, I, I do hope to see the PGA tour make change. I mean, golf like needs something. Cause yes, the past couple of years, golf has gotten better and more eyes on it. It's like, especially COVID helped it sport a lot with basically people being that the only thing they can do. And now you look at all these like clubs and stuff and like everything's filling up and you always have golfers on the course, but they still need a way to make golf more fun and appealing to everyone. And I think doing something say like, like I love how the, even with the like social media team, like I love how the European tour or the DP world tour now with their social media, they don't have guys just like doing like interviews that they get every week. They're actually doing like, like you see it. I mean, me and you send videos to each other, like, there was, I think it was Terrell Hatton was hitting a golf ball into a one wide yard fairway, 300 yards down. And he had to hit it, and he did. Like I wish PGA Tour do something like that. Um, get more eyes like on these players and fun stuff like that because that will bring more eyes to the game. Then. Oh yeah, no, exactly. There's definitely new different ways to not only market and promote the league itself. Obviously, social media in the age that we are in now does that definitely would make all the difference there. So. Obviously, like the PGA Tour, definitely should take advantage of the social media presence that they could have there because the golf is golf. A lot of people don't think it, but the thing is, though, golf is golf is popular. It's just that people don't more because based on participation and everything. So my thing is, is if you can get the PGA Tour to, you know, you know, promote like use social media like you know to their advantage then obviously that would be another way to grow the game as a whole and also help, and also help benefit the players too right exactly i mean that's exactly what golf needs and uh, especially like if the players can do stuff on social media to bring themselves more money instead of the pga tour getting all their money from like they own basically all the players rights to videos and stuff like on social media uh, i think the pga tour does need to get away with that as well but um I don't really have much else to say on this topic. I mean, at this point, we're just going in a circle now with because, you know, the PGA Tour probably won't change anything until they have actual competition now, which, I mean, they did. And now that competition is kind of gone. Um, but it was sticking. So we're with, back to square one, practically. Yeah, basically back to square one. But um, I do stick it on the golf topic. Uh, USA finally announced their next Ryder Cup captain and Zach Johnson. Um a lot of people thought it was going to be Mickelson, but then all this happened. So now Zach Johnson was named. So Zach Johnson was officially named. I know that they. Mm-hmm. I know that the reports came out that he was going to be the Ryder Cup captain, but yeah, I didn't it know came that out. It came out yesterday. 
Ah, okay, okay. Yeah, I I mean makes I mean I can understand like why they're they didn't name Mickelson mainly just because of like the backlash and how he's stepping away for a while. And so Zach and plus Zach Johnson was an assistant captain too. So it it so it makes sense in a way there. Um the only thing is it like when it comes to the Ryder Cup in 2023, I'm just trying to figure out why Rome? <laughs> what golf course in Rome is appealing for the Ryder Cup? That's the only that's the only thing about the Ryder Cup that I'm questioning in 2023. Obviously, we've got a whole year and a half to take a look and we'll see what happens there. But that's the one thing that that's the one yeah. thing that boggles my mind. Like I've never even heard of this course. It's the Marco Simone Golf and Country Club. I've never heard of this place. Marco Simone Golf and Country Club. Yeah. What did they just build it? I, I I don't know. I don't even know. I mean, they got to. It's got to be a stop on the European tour. I would assume if they're playing it there. Has to be. I've just. I I'm just. That's the only thing that mind boggles me. According about to that. their website, they're one of the most. Their own website. They're the one of the most prestigious in Italy. But I mean, that's coming right from them. So that's sure. coming right from them. I mean, like, I are mean, they we, are they really a reliable source? I mean, I'm here. I mean, I know it's two years away, so because we got the Presidents Cup this year now. But I'm curious to see how, since it's on European soil, how they set up the course, um, because USA really never does good when we go to Europe. Let's be honest. Yeah. No. Exactly. That would definitely be something to keep an eye out for, like when the Ryder Cup does happen. Um, in 2023. Speaking of redesigning the golf courses, um, did you know that Augusta is at, is uh, making is making changes to some of its holes by um, uh, with the yard lengths for the Masters? Um, that doesn't surprise me because I, I think they do change it up every year. But that doesn't surprise me because we have all these fucking golf heads on Twitter, like the old guys always complaining, like, "Oh, these players are getting too far with their yardage." It's like, shut up! It's like these courses, like if these players can take advantage of the courses with their distance, let them. I don't care. Golf doesn't need to change that. If you want to go yeah, back think... in distance, that's the way. Actually, that's the way they're going to lose viewership. Is if you get that if you make players lose distance by regulating their clubs and balls and stuff. But I, it doesn't shock me though, especially being Augusta and like, I mean, I everyone lo- that's the best course in golf. Everyone wants to play there. That's the tournament everyone wants to be at. So I mean, they need to make it. It's gonna. Hopefully it's not like what we saw in the, when we had that fall Masters where the course was eaten alive by these players. I'm hoping to see something like this past year with Matsuyama and um, Zalatoris kind of going down to the wire. Like I like seeing that type of golf. Yeah, so, no, exactly, exactly. I mean, that's in our again a couple months down the road. We'll see what happens there. But I saw that the other day, and I, I and I meant to uh, talk, and I thought and. I forgot to I forgot to like you know talk to you about that like you know obviously off podcast here but I were just remember that I'm like wait a second Augusta just made some changes to the course like they're going to do it for the Masters definitely interesting definitely something to follow up on um I mean my thing is is like I said you know we we've got a couple months to the Masters um, Ryder Cup for Zach Johnson doesn't happen until 2023. I'm going to question why Rome until then. Um, Saudi Golf League on life support practically. Um, you know, if any major news happens about that, we will discuss that and break it down. But I do want to shift our attention to the UEFA Champions League 
and we had the second match week. Uh, we had the first match week of the second groups of the round of 16. I, that doesn't make sense in my head there after saying it. Um, but the second, the second part of the round of 16 was completed later uh, earlier this week. And now we kind of have a stand of who potentially could get out of the round of 16 and into the quarterfinals for the most part. What do you, uh, what you like, what do you think about the, what do you think about the legs, the first legs that happened Tuesday and Wednesday? Tuesday's legs were pretty boring, I feel. Um, Tuesday's legs were bad. Yeah, I mean, it was Chelsea and Lille. I mean, we we got a Juventus and Villarreal draw. But, I mean, I'm going to be honest. I I wasn't really watching these games. I was just following them on the ESPN app uh, just to see what the scores were. Um, Wasn't really – I followed more yesterday because yesterday's games were actually interesting. I mean, you guys had – against Madrid I mean that was I had my eyes locked on that for basically the whole game um wasn't the most exciting offensive game but I mean you've had a couple crossbars hit from Madrid you guys find the equalize in the 80th minute so it's like now you guys get to go back home all tied up just basically you're playing your own soccer game now so it'll be I'm definitely I'm probably most looking forward to your guys drawing the second leg to be honest um I I don't think that I, I don't know how to feel about the PSG and Madrid just because, I mean, PSG was like, kind of like, it was a very boring game there as well. Um, yes, just, up until the 93rd yeah. minute Mbappe winner, which was just a couple weeks ago. Yeah, no, I think PSG will go through. I as well think PSG will go through. I mean, then clearly City are basically locked in. Five no ag- first leg uh, a- first like aggregate lead going back to Manchester. Yeah, Sporting have no chance. Thanks for coming out. Yeah, right. And then I, th- I feel like Liverpool are definitely a lot going back home. Well, what do you mean? I think Inter Milan's gonna. No, nah, I can't. I can't even joke about that. Like no, Inter Bayern, Milan Bayern and Salzburg. Bayern actually has some work on their hands. But I am. I really hope, as much as this pains me to say, I really hope to see you guys go through. I don't know what it is. I just not a huge fan of Diego Simone. Um, so Diego Simeone's uh like he, I think his time is I think his time in Atletico has come and gone honestly, but they just won't fire him because let's be honest, he keeps them competitive. Yeah, that is very true. I mean, this team shouldn't be as competitive as they are. Let's be honest. I mean, they're not as good as they have been years past. I feel. Yeah, um, I know this team won. Um, uh, this team. I mean, yeah, what, are, I they, what are they sitting in like sixth place in? No, they're sitting like in third or fourth. They're sitting like in th- anywhere oh. between third and fifth, actually. Oh, I yeah, they're, they're fifth. Yeah, they're fifth in their league. Yeah, but they're I mean, fifth in La Liga you, right you, like, now. You see them top three. Yeah, they're not doing well in La Liga. Um, they're already out of the Copa del Rey. This is practically their last chance to win a trophy. And obviously, like, if they get knocked out in the round of 16 – um, definitely not. Definitely going to be a failure of a season, if you ask me, with the players that they have. Um, going back to the Bayern Salzburg tie, I'm actually intrigued about that one, mainly because Salzburg actually is going back to Munich with a draw. I mean, the away goal doesn't mean anything, so it so obviously like Bayern practically just has to like win the game practically, but. I'm intrigued just to see how Salzburg will go into this game. 
um, and play it. Obviously, the obviously the second legs of the ties don't happen until next month, but it would be a huge shock to me if Bayern Munich were to get knocked out of the Champions League this early in the competition because, well, actually it would be a huge shock to anybody that follows European soccer because they actually are one of the favorites to win the competition along with PSG and then Manchester City and Liverpool. Like those are the top, those are the four teams everybody would be like, oh, they should win the Champions League this season. But say Bayern get knocked out by Salzburg, that's a huge ca- catastrophic failure on their end. I mean, yeah, every time you see them, you always expect them to get at least clearly to the quarters, but most of the time, at least the semis. Like, otherwise, I feel like for their standards, it's a disappointment if they don't get there. Oh, Definitely, definitely huge on their on their end if they don't get to the, if they don't get to the quarters at least. I mean, even if they, I mean, obviously, like if once once the round of sixteen gets completed and the, then the quarterfinal draw happens, like then it'll just be like, okay, well, who do we who do we think will win? Who do we think will advance from here? Because obviously, we know that the draws can, the rules of the draw change. After once the quarterfinals happen, so Bayern, so like <laughs> you could, like you could literally have like two of the fate, like you could have two of the favorites go head to head. You could literally have like teams from the same country meeting up in the quarters. I mean, the only well, give the me only, city, give me city. Knowing, I told you, city's gonna somehow find a way to get like somehow Shakhtar is gonna find a way to get back into the Champions League, and then they'll be drawn against City. <laughs> That's it. The city will just find a way to get some dumb, terrible draw in the quarters. That like you, you see Colchester United. You see Colchester United in, in the Champions League. And hey, mo- just money, like, money works fuck? wonders, buddy. Money works wonders. <laughs> yeah, Colchester United in the Champions League. What the fuck? Everybody would just turn their heads and be like, "What? No way!" <laughs> but. They- they should throw. I know it's. I know it's your. I know it's like all European teams in it, but they should definitely make it like an all-world tournament. Like throw some America. Get the MLS involved. Let's see how bad. Let's see how bad we stack up compared to the top clubs in the world. Well, that's what they want to do with the Club World Cup. Actually, they want to actually expand that. So, like instead of having the the terrible seven-team Phantom <laughs> Cup competition that they have, um, they actually want to expand it. They want to put. They want to bring in clubs from. Like all across the like all across like the world, and make it like a twenty four team competition. Like, I think they want to do it like every other year. I know that they wanted the original plan was to have it replace the Confederations Cup, but then like because of because of COVID and everything, it kind of just got scrapped. But I know the plans for that are still in the works. Now, in my opinion, I don't think that would be a terrible idea, but I think having it every other year would be kind of stupid. I think it can maybe happen like every four years, which would be something to keep an eye out for. Uh-huh. But, but yeah, no, we would not we would not stack up against European teams and unless they play their like B and C squads. That's about it there. But I mean, uh, but that's it. That's that there. I don't know if we could even beat a B squad. Um. Yeah, probably not. I mean, the South American teams, and uh, they may be able to give like a B squad um uh, some trouble. They actually even. I mean, actually, Palmera. I mean, South American teams like actually do give like A squads actually some <laughs> trouble. I mean, I know uh Palmeiras took uh, Chelsea to extra time. Um, 
in the uh, club World Cup final. Um, and even that, and even um, Mexican side uh, Tigres, when you guys won the club World Cup back in 2019, like you won on a you won like in the fifth minute of stoppage time in the second half on a mm-hmm. Firmino header. So like I know that I know. I wonder that how was... much these teams actually care about winning the club World Cup. Um, UEFA clubs probably not so much, but then they see it as a trophy. Um, I mean, you've got like South American clubs that probably give the most care in my, like the, like the South American club that cares the most. And then you've got like the Oceanic club and like the other clubs. And it's just like, why are you even here? Like, I don't understand that, but okay. Um, I don't know. I just think of the club world cup as a phantom cup in my honest opinion, kind of like, uh, kind of like the UEFA super cup and the and the community shield, unless my team's not in it, I don't care. I completely agree. I didn't even know that was a thing. It's kind of like the CONCACAF Champions League. I know that it's there, but I also forget about it, mainly because I know MLS clubs will just shit the bed somehow. Well, I they're because they're not good. Hey, 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 hey. New York City Football Club is into the quarterfinals. They actually won like 6-0 on aggregate over the two legs against their team. Granted, they probably played like some small Central American club that I probably never heard of. But the thing is, though, is like it is what it is. They're into the quarters. You you win and you, you they're into the quarters. And apparently they may. And apparently people are thinking that they have a damn good shot to actually be the first MLS club to win the CONCACAF Champions League. One team in the Bronx may one team in the Bronx is winning. That's all that matters. God knows yeah. the other team in the Bronx can't those fuckheads. I I just I don't know. I just don't like it's not that I don't like the MLS. Like I'll sit down and watch it. I just wish like I don't know. I think they gotta cause all other American sports do this with like their playoff format. I like the format that the European leagues use where like the best team just throughout the season just wins. But I guess there's too many teams for that. I guess you could look at it one way like that. But I wish there was something they could do with that. I don't know. The MLS just – I only reason I get into it is because I go to a couple of games and, like, that's about it. Like, I other than that, like, why, let's be honest. Watching MLS on TV is fucking atrocious. Well, I mean, the quality – I mean – I mean, the quality is just not there compared to, like, me and you watch the Premier League every week. Yeah, well, we watch the Premier League. Like, we watch the – like, I, I don't know about you, but, like, I watch Bundesliga a good amount. I watch Serie A a good amount. I don't touch La Liga because the quality after like the quality after maybe the top like six is like complete trash. And I don't watch the French league mainly because the quality is not only terrible, but I also don't want paid to watch it on BN. Maybe an MLS club can compete against like a bottom tier, like league one club. (laughs) Yeah. You have like fucking Portland Timbers taking on like Luton town. Oh boy. I think Portland would win that game actually. I think so. I mean, it's the, it's the level like, competition is like equal in my yeah, opinion. Yeah, I, I would say it's probably equal there. Yeah, like it's not. It's not like the Premier League where you go to the bottom clubs and they're still competitive. I don't know about that one, but well, I mean, let's no- be honest. Like compared to most other leagues in the world, yes, Premier League is actually yes, yes. Those bottom three are com- more com- are, are better than like most other clubs. Don't give me yes, but then like when Except you still Arsenal's at- not competitive. Let's be honest, Arsenal's a joke. They won today. Somehow. I know they beat Wolves today, right? 
Yeah, they're one point back of fourth with two games in hand. One of them is a North London derby, though, so I need to root for Tottenham there, sadly. Um, uh, Tottenham, actually, yeah. Tottenham, Tottenham lost to Burnley. They beat City on Saturday, then they well, lose to Burnley. Tottenham always plays City good. And then they play and the they rest just, of the, the, rest, and the rest. Yeah, they played the rest of the league like dog shit. Yeah, no, they lost to Burnley. I still can't believe my one friend. I still can't believe my one friend uh, Bowden told me that he had Harry Kane to score over two and a half goals and Tottenham to win or something like that. And it was nil nil at halftime, and Burnley ended up winning. And he said to me, and he said, and like he put in like my one group chat. He's like. You know, a little support here would be nice, guys. I'm thinking, and I and I literally replied, "You're not going to get any support. Like you're the one that chose to bet on the Burnley game. <laughs> Nobody would touch Burnley with a ten foot pole, but here you are, just deciding to like, oh, let me let me bet on this. Like let me throw money at it. Fuck fu- for fuck's sake. I mean, he bet on Sheriff Tiraspol today. They ended up losing, and pa- they ended up losing. They ended up uh, drawing the game." But then, because it's a, but because the Europa League's like with their two legs, uh, an extra time, an extra time, and everything, um, they got they went to extra time because of tied aggregate. No, they lost the game to actually because it was two nil. Te- technically, the game was a two nil loss to Braga, but because of the legs and how they were tied on aggregate, they went to extra time and then penalties. So Sheriff not only lost the game, they got knocked out of the Europa League. Uh, because they lost on penalties. So I don't feel bad if you're deciding to fucking touch a game that involves a team in the fucking Moldovan League, okay? That's on you. Hey, me and you had a hot night last night. I gave you my... Uh, yeah, you gave me that there. And, uh, and we hit. Yeah, you gave me that there. You, um, uh, you gave Did me you that your there. first winner in a while, probably. No, no, no joke. It was my first win in like about a week and a half, maybe. I mean, I don't bet. As, I haven't bet as much since the Super Bowl ended. I did small bets here and there. I mean, nothing too, nothing too crazy. But the thing is, though, is I'm like, I cannot fucking hit shit. Like I, like I, I yesterday, I decided to do like five, like a small bet on Ronaldo anytime to score against Atletico, and he did. And he, he I told you, was, I told you, I was going to save it for the second leg. Yeah, hey, speaking of that, let's go back to that real quick. We are going to the quarterfinals because he's going to score a brace or a hat trick in the second leg. You know it's coming. Unless he's too old now. <laughs> I literally got in I I got into it with another one of my friends. I don't know if you saw my I don't know if you saw my tweets yesterday, but uh one of my friends No, all my uh, all my Twitter has been about Russia and Ukraine. Uh, that is okay. all that I've seen today and yesterday. Uh, Oh, and yesterday too. Uh, yeah, no, I got into it a little bit there with one of my friends from Syracuse, actually. And he's like, it's over, Man United. You're going home. And when we equalized, I sent a gif. I said, hello there. We're still here. And he's like, it's over. Your coach is not using the best player in history correctly. And I thought to myself, I was going to make a joke and say, Diego Maradona died in 2020, but okay. Um, but then I but then I just replied. I said, nah, he's going to score a brace or hat trick in the second leg. You know it's coming. <laughs> Uh, we'll see. I mean, typically he is the Atletico killer, but I'm just thinking it's not the Ronaldo of the past. No, I know that. I mean, my thing is, is I do think we still have. We I definitely... mean, uh, don't give me. I think you guys go through. Don't yeah, get we me go wrong. through. Now, if we go through, it's just a matter of how fucked we get in the quarterfinals, Rob, by either playing PSG, Bayern, or maybe even getting an all English tie. Um, I would love an all English tie. 
I would love an all English tie in the summer. I mean, every time I think of an all English tie, I go back to 2018 when we had City in the quarterfinals and absolutely shit gave. I think of them. I think of like the early 2000s, like, you know, obviously like we're still like that was like when we were kids and everything. But like Chelsea, Liverpool, uh, you know, had some good ties like in the 2000s, obviously like Man United, Chelsea back in 2011. Um, Yes, City and Liverpool back in 2018, City and Tottenham in 2019 in the quarters, too. That was definitely a good one as well. the only thing is, though, is if an all English if an all English final happens, and I know this is months down the road, I don't want it to happen because it'll be a terrible final. Yes, yes, it will. I mean, <laughs> two thousand eight, terrible. Twenty nineteen, terrible. Twenty twenty one, terrible. His, like people say, history repeats itself. And exactly. It's yeah. There's not really been an all good English final in Champions League. It's no, always, it just doesn't help that these teams just know each other because at that point in the season they've already seen each other twice. They'll be they'll be at least twice, if not three to four, depending on how far they make it in their domestic cups. Exactly, exactly. I mean, what I mean, my thing is is like, hey, if if we go through, um, and you know Chelsea hold on to their two 0 lead, and then obviously City and Liverpool should go through. That'll be four English team. That'll be half of the teams in the quarters that are English, that are from the Premier League, then you'll only have, like, well, either one span, like, a combination of potentially two Spanish teams, a Dutch, a, a, at least one Portuguese team or Dutch team, um, at least one, Ita- uh, maybe an Italian team and or a French team. Because, like, uh, let's be honest here, PSG and Real Madrid can still go either way, even though PSG has the 1-0 aggregate. Um, Villa, Real, and Juventus, that can go either way with the 1-1 draw. Um, and then the tie that we didn't, uh, Bayern, oh, an Austrian team potentially too, or a German team, depending on the tie, how that goes, Bayern and Salzburg. But one tie that we forgot to mention was Benfica and Ajax, which actually was 2-2. And I was definitely, I didn't watch that one, but I was, I watched the highlights of it. And I'm actually, I was very intrigued at like how the game was played. And that's one tie that like, I, I think if I remember correctly, I think we said that would be like the dark horse tie in this whole thing. Yeah, we did say that, and it turns out that we're not right always, but when we are. Oh, but, well, hey, it's not a hey, – well, hey, we, we don't, yeah, we don't know goal. everything, but we know most. Yeah, there was an own goal in that game. Sebastian Allaire is the leading goal scorer from the Champions League. He's got 12 goals, 11 for Ajax and one against Ajax. <laughs> but – um. Uh, no, I think Ajax will take care of business in the second leg. I mean, they're just too good. Um, yeah, I, mean, I don't think Benfica is that. What we saw yesterday, I think Ajax is just too much for them to handle, especially now they'll be Ajax just going back home. And like people, like people, when people say like the home, the home field advantage means a lot in sports, for being honest. Oh, 100%. I mean, you're going practically to full state. I mean, you're practically going to full stadiums. I mean... Uh, I mean, Liverpool, <laughs> let's be honest here. I mean, Liverpool and Manchester United are going back to Anfield and Old Trafford where they will, where Liverpool, you know, European, European Knights, obviously like, you know, people always talk and boast about, and then Old Trafford, like, you know, those two, those two stadiums are two, are the two biggest atmospheres, not only in England, but potentially two of the biggest atmospheres in all of European football and maybe all of world sports in general. Um, and then you have, 
I mean, Bayern. Bayern's only going to a, going to a stadium that's going to be at maybe half capacity at best, based on how Germany's COVID protocols are again. But even a half capacity Bayern like would be better than nothing. I, well, a half capacity Allianz Arena for Bayern would be better than nothing, um, compared to environments you know, say like the Etihad, where Manchester City fans. I mean, well, do they even have fans? Come on now. Not real that joke's, old, that joke's old as time, I know. I mean, let's be honest. I'm pretty sure they. I'm, pre, I'm convinced that City hands out free tickets for some games. I'm convinced. <laughs> they're they're definitely going to be handing out free tickets. I mean, honest, if, you, if you live if you live over in England and you grew up in Manchester, United's your club. I'm sorry, but if you're uh, a City fan, it's you're fake. If you're a City fan, you were you were either forced to be a City fan or. You just, you know, or you're a fake fan, let's be honest. I mean, it's kind of like, uh, it's kind of like when you, it's kind of like living in London. Uh, if you were in London, like, if you call yourself a Chelsea fan, nah, you supported Arsenal up until 2004 and then you decided to stop supporting Arsenal. <laughs> or you, or, and if you're a Tottenham fan, well, then you just need help. Yeah, I mean, Arsenal fans now, I mean, they're sure going through. From what you had, you're living in the past. You are not what you used to be. By I can't means. say this. I can't say anything to back you up there, buddy. I mean, we're in the same fucking boat as the United supporters. So yeah, right now you are. But I mean, for me, like when I really got into watching soccer, Liverpool, like, were kind of just a mid, not a mid-table team, but they were fighting for constantly top four, and they weren't like they weren't the title contenders they are now. This is very honest. true. This like, is very very was, true. Like as good as we were under Gerard, it's like we didn't win any trophies. Yeah, you want yeah, you didn't win any trophies. I mean you got you guys like won a league cup back in twenty twelve and then yeah, that was a seven year trophy drought until the twenty nineteen champions league final. That was practically it. Um that was your drought there. Um but hey, I mean the thing is though, is like, you know, speaking of Liverpool in the Premier League, I'm pretty sure you have to be happy about like how there's a title race now. In right, England. I mean who would have expected a month ago we were talking we congratulated Man City on winning the Premier League, and now we're just three points behind them, and we don't see them again until April tenth or something like yeah. that. Yeah, breaking news: Liverpool supporter finds out that he actually has hope of winning a tight of winning the Premier League again after well, conceding the title back in like January. I'm gonna I'm gonna, I'm gonna retract my statement that I made from then. Uh, I I am completely taking that back because now we actually like. We have a good shot to win the title. Yeah, you do. If you win, if you win, I know we kind of go through a tough. We got you and Arsenal back to back at the end of March, but I know it's like, let's be honest. We always, I don't want to jinx anything. I'm gonna knock on wood because whatever we say on the podcast, we typically jinx it. You're Um, probably gonna beat us five nil again, and I'm not gonna be surprised. Yeah, I forgot about the five nil game. I was. You're probably gonna do that to us again, and I'm not. Arsenal, we we always play Arsenal good. Um, I feel like Arsenal's a trap game. <laughs> I'm not gonna like. I'm I'm laughing as I'm saying that, but I feel like Arsenal's a trap game. Like later in the season for you guys. Well, that's honestly that's how I feel about all these games getting towards the end of the season. Because, like I said, we play City as our sixth last game of the season, and that could really, if we could say in this form, that game right there is going to decide the. That game is going to decide the league, I think, because right now. 
We're winning. It will. On, we're winning on goal differential right now. It will decide the league. It will decide the league, or at least any game for you will decide the league. If you win the rest of, if you win your remaining twelve games, you will win the league. That's a known fact. City, city. It doesn't matter what city does. If you, if Liverpool win out, they're champions of the Premier League again. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't really matter what city does. You just can't lose. It's in our hands. Yeah. Do you guys play Burnley again, or are you done with those bastards? Um, I think we have Burnley once more. Let me take a look at. The oh Liverpool. no, we don't. No, we don't. We got no. I want to take a look at the Liverpool schedule. That's why. Let's see here. You guys have, because I know you play in the you play in the uh, EF, the Carabao Cup final. I want to see like, what your schedule is after for the Premier League. Let's Wait, see. Isn't here. that isn't that this weekend? The crowd is Sunday, right? It is Sunday. Then you've got Norwich in the FA Cup. Let's see here. Oh, I knew there was. I knew there was. I knew there was a trap game somewhere. I knew it. I I knew it. One of those relegation. Uh, one of those relegation contend- contenders. Um. Well, no, you're playing Watford at home, so I won't give that a trap game. Newcastle away. Oh boy. Oh boy. Oh boy. That that's a trap. I feel like that's gonna. I, that's two months away, but I feel like based on how progression of the season goes, depending on how far you get in the Champions League and also in the FA Cup, I feel like that's just gonna be like okay, squad rotation potentially. I feel like Newcastle may, you know, just park the bus, be like one nil, go one nil up somehow. Either you guys either lose or squeak out like a two one win. That's that's what I feel like that game. Ha- that that's what I feel like that game has written all over it. Just based on progression of the in the Champions League, if you guys get that far, and even if in the FA Cup, I mean, yeah, you have to have all those factors piled in, but Newcastle trap game, calling it now. I mm. uh, see. I was thinking more the Ashton Villa game. Like looking at that game, that's the one that scares me for some reason. Like in the as a trap game sense. As a trap game sense, I understand that because Aston Villa definitely has more talent. Than clearly, Newcastle. we have. We still have to play Tottenham, Arsenal, Man United, and City still. Well, I mean, my thing is is that you should, like, take it one game at a time. I mean, my thing is you'll see what happens there. You've got – you actually have a f- cup final to play for to play on Sunday. Like I said, and we're going to win the treble. You may win the quad. You could win the quadruple. Win the quad, yeah. yeah, if you win – yeah, that's not that, – that, that, I'm going to go out on a lemon right now and say that is not happening, although now that I said that's not happening, it's probably going to happen. I wouldn't say that's going out on the limb considering we're not even in first place in the league. No, but the thing is, though, is you are in the hunt for four trophies, whereas most clubs in, in European football aren't even in contention for one. This is true. Who was the last club to win the – wasn't it um Byron two years ago? Uh, quadruple. I mean, I don't really count. Like, I don't really see a quadruple. I don't like that's that's a quadruple. Like when they won the sextuple. But the thing is, though, is like those are all the minor competitions, like the UEFA Super Cup, the Club yeah. World Cup, and the uh, German uh, the German Super Cup, which is like their version of the Community Shield. England is. France used to be another one of those countries like where they can have the quadruple, where they had the League Cup and then the French Cup and then. Um, uh, 
and then you know also the domestic league and the Champions League. But they got rid of the League Cup a few years ago, so now England is the only team that like has like top clubs like vying for like three domestic trophies for the most part, and then also like a potential continental trophy too. So <laughs> definitely would be some rarefied air there. Literally, like you would be you would be a club of one if you pulled that off. But that's months ahead. We'll see what happens. Right, got a lot of soccer left to play. And like you said, especially if we go go deeper into the FA Cup and then we're in Champions League and then we still got Premier League. Like, it's like, how do you, what do you do with the squad and how do you, with the rotations and stuff? You know, he's not going to rotate the squad, though. That's the crazy thing. He's no, that's, literally... that's always, I mean, he always complains about it, but it's his own fault. I mean, we have quality on the bench and in our youth clubs, but it's like he loves playing the same guys always yeah it's it, it, it's like it's like the wwe bringing uh, you know bringing back the same old heads uh because they can't promote the current roster there <laughs> oh boy let's move i mean on what, to is, that. what is signing though luis diaz has been for us luis diaz has been a signing he's going to replace either Mane or sala uh one of my friends is one of my friends here in Rach is a huge Liverpool fan too. And he was telling me how he thinks that the entire front three, like starting front three, that like one, the Firmino, Firmino, Salah, and Mane. Yep. That one. I think Firmino's on his way out the door with, I mean, Diego Hota has been a stud. Yeah. He's clearly going to replace him. And then I think Luis Diaz as well could probably replace him. Cause I think we're going to give Salah the contract. I mean, the man has been the best player in the world now for the best, Two years, and you know that's a fact. Oh, I know that. I mean, we can. I can joke. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know you joke about that, but like, he Sal has been so underrated in the 2018 our 2018 season. People call him a one year wonder, and now we're in 2022, and he's still the same player he was. Only he man in your and um, uh, I'm pretty sure he's the only person like in all of European football and even world football that like has double digit goals and double digit assists. I mean, he's got 19 goals in the Premier League and 10 assists. And that's just in the Premier League alone. I mean, plus he's still also in the Champions League, in the FA Cup, and in the League Cup too. So just you just have to add up all his goals and assist totals. I mean, the only thing that the only thing that hasn't that the only thing that like hasn't come for him yet. Uh, and the thing is, though, is like still early in the season as a trophy. I yeah. mean, they could still win four four trophies, Liverpool. The only thing that sucks is, is that he didn't win the African Cup of Nations with Egypt. Although I will say this, I was actually rooting for Senegal more than Egypt, mainly because I wanted Mane to win more than Salah. Um, uh, the only, and the only reason why I wanted that is because I feel like my, I, uh, when, uh, when uh, Senegal made the final back in 2019, I kind of feel they got, they got robbed when yeah. they played uh, Algeria. So, you know what's crazy about this Liverpool team, though? Is we have three scorers in the top four, and then we have three guys um that are in top three in assist. Yeah, and you're still second in the league. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you're only second in the league. Right, you're I, only it's crazy. Second. Yeah, like no, you look I, at Salah, Hota, and Mane are all top three scoring, and then you got Trent and Salah tied for assist, and then Andy Robertson in third. Well, technically second, but considered third because Mane and or Arnold and Salah are tied up at 10. But like, it's yeah. like, you look at, you look at what Salah can produce. It's like, how do you not think this may, I get that the Ballon d'Or is kind of uh, 
personality contest. Yes, yes. I mean, we've known. I'm pretty sure we talked about it once the Ballon d'Or happened this year. How corrupt they are, but yeah, we've talked about how many times now. <laughs> right. It's like, but I mean, hopefully, a month ago, if you told me we would have been just three points back of the title, I wouldn't have believed you. Yeah. And I wouldn't, and I would have been called crazy for making such a comment like that um, because I'm pretty sure everybody declared city as champions, but it is what it is. We've got a title race in England again. And sadly as a United fan, I either have to, I either have to root for my city rivals or I have to root for my main rivals. And I'm thinking to myself, well, let's see, who do I want to listen to more? Do I want to listen to Liverpool fans or do I want to listen to a bunch of glory hunters? And my thing is, is probably like, glory oh, hunters. Uh, no, they're terrible. They are <laughs> terrible. I know. Uh, my thing is, is actually I would probably root for the glory hunters mainly just because like, if you win the premier league, that's 20. And that's level with us. Yep. Whereas, like, when it comes still, to still have, still have more champion, still have more titles than you. No, but you'll be leveled on Premier League with we'll, us. We'll, we'll be leveled on Prem, but we. Like no, yeah, I know that. that. I know that. Just like that's the point out, we have more than you. I that's just, why like... I'm saying. That's <laughs> why I'm saying. Like in Champions League, I would rather see you win than Glory Hunters. They would never shut up about winning the Champions League. That's why I yeah, can't I, have I, that. I, I don't want. I don't want to see them ever win a Champions League. It's like what it, 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 the only reason why, like the only reason why I root. See, in 2018, I rooted for you guys mainly because I hate Real Madrid more. In 2019, I'm gonna be honest with you. I only wanted Tottenham to win because they played Liverpool. I would never <laughs> want to see Tottenham win a trophy. They put it out on DVDs for years. Tottenham just they did not deserve to be in that game. No, they did not. But we know that. We know that. And it is what it is. They ended up losing. Um, uh, so we're good there. Um, but you had made mention about squad rotation and lack thereof. And I made a quick comparison about like how the WWE does not promote its active roster and keeps bringing back old heads with its terrible old head rotation. I want Let's get into that. I knew we wanted to go somewhere with that. And I just want to say this. Buck. Brock Lesnar, fuck title v. title at WrestleMania. It's the dumbest thing ever. I don't agree with it. I'm sick and tired of Vince McMahon bringing Brock Lesnar back when all he does is do like 20 F5s in the rain, has no athletic ability whatsoever, and it's just annoying to watch. And I'm like, why is this a thing? Uh, like I said last week, it's just because that's the only thing that will bring eyes. I mean, unfortunately, like, I don't think Vince trusts that roster enough to uh, start promoting these other guys. I mean, it's just not the same WWE. I mean, we talked about this is not the same WWE. So now we go to Elimination Chamber, and of course, Brock comes out as a champion. Now we have champion v. champion at WrestleMania, which is stupid. So, so is it is it for the title? Like, is it for going to be both titles again now? Like, yeah. If it's see, it's just so stupid to me. It's like keep. Keep one of the titles at SmackDown. Keep one of them at Raw. Stop giving it to two people at once, like, or both titles to one person. It's so stupid. Oh, I agree I, wholeheartedly. I mean, my thing is, is like, I don't understand it at all. Especially since WrestleMania now is still is now like a two night event. Like, if you're only going, like, if your main event is going to be like a title v title fight, like obviously that's going to be like on Sunday, and then Saturday it's going to be. I mean. The only good thing about Saturday is like they'll probably use that to promote the women's division more with their main events uh, for that, which is good in that aspect. But oh, WWE, WrestleMania is a two night thing again. 
I believe it's a two knife thing again. Yeah, I, I was uh, seeing. I think that's. I, I mean, I get it because they could get more talent out there for WrestleMania, but I, I always thought it just should be a one night show. I mean, my thing is, is like, I understand, I'm starting to understand of why it's two nights and not one night, because I remember like watching it growing up, like it used to be like five or six hours. And I'm just thinking to myself, like I would enjoy it, but then my dad would be like, this is dragging on too long now. <laughs> like, yeah, well, is it, is it money in the bank coming up though before WrestleMania? No, nope, WrestleMania is this, and then after that, it's um, uh, it's backlash. After that, so oh, technically, thought, for some reason, I thought Money in the Bank was coming up. No, Money in the Bank happened a few months back. I don't even know who has money. Um, Wait, I don't. I, I'm on the website right now. It says, "Why does it say WrestleMania backlash?" Is it because the week is it the next pay per view after? That's the pay per view after WrestleMania. Yeah, I don't, I don't like that new marketing that's called WrestleMania backlash. I mean, I. Get it used it, to just be called backlash. Be, yeah, it's always just called backlash growing up. Yeah, I see. See, it's not the WWE that we we knew growing up. I mean, um, but yeah, no, I was talking with one of my friends about this, and like, I guess the, I guess that, I guess the, I guess the storyline that they want to run with Reigns is, is that they want to showcase him off as like one of the greatest of all time in the history of the WWE. So that's why he's like had this like that's why they're bringing back this rivalry with Lesnar because apparently Vince McMahon everybody in the back room doesn't really trust anybody else in the active roster to be worthy enough of you know having a rivalry with Roman Reigns in terms of competing for the universal title uh but then like when you look at the rest of the roster I mean like I don't I can understand like where they're coming from on that but at the same time, like, you really don't need to keep bringing back old heads that are, like, in their late 40s to mid-50s that, like, don't have a place, like, in this industry anymore. And I'm not trying to sound horrible there, but they're old, okay? When you have Goldberg, like, I actually watched one match for Elimination Chamber before I put on uh, City and Tottenham, and it was Reigns versus Goldberg. And Goldberg lost via submission. And technically, it wasn't even a submission. He passed out. I didn't watch any of it. He passed out because he passed out because of the submission hold that Reigns had on him. He passed out, like he passed out, and the refs called it. And I'm thinking to myself, what's like, what the fuck is this? Time to watch City Tottenham. I couldn't believe it. Like that's it. And apparently, I I thought that Goldberg was only a one-off thing. I forgot that he had like a three-year contract where he would come back, like. Like he would come, he would come, he would come, wrestle, leave, quote unquote, make a comeback, leave again, quote unquote, make another comeback, leave again. So I think that this is the last time that, like, it's like in hockey, the old man's club, everyone just keeps getting recycled. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Hey, 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 hey. Martin St. Louis has revitalized Cole Caulfield's career, okay? He had, he is on a tear. He's got nine points, he's got like 10 points in his last five games, okay? Well, I I get that. I mean, I, I'm I'm not talking about that. I'm just talking about the players. Like I said, the old man's club. Oh, like, I know that. I know. I, I mean, that. St. Louis has ever been in a position like that before. So no, I know that. I know that. that. I'm only I'm joking there. I was joking. No, I know. I mean, I'm happy for Coffee because I love the kid. Yeah, but yeah, no, it's it is an old the old man's club. It's kind of like no, I agree with you. What what the WWE does with bringing back the old heads, especially if Steve Austin is coming back to wrestle Kevin Owens at WrestleMania, I'm not going to be a fan of that. I'm like I lo- I talked about this. 
uh, with my friend actually. Um, uh, we 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 talked about it, like, yeah, I know we talked I, about it last week. Well, yeah, no, I had side conversations, like you know, texting and everything too. Um, uh, yeah, so. I talk about like, yeah, I'm okay with like the old heads coming back, like, you know, doing some promos and stuff, but like, I'm like, it's not cool to watch them wrestle. They're fifties. They're in their fifties. They have right. like, it's time to hang them up. They're going to have arthritis and like, they're going to start collecting social security. They have arthritis in the knees. They've got bad backs. They've got bad necks. They've got this, they've got that. I mean, I, I, I mean, they probably have more, art, they could probably have more art, artificial in their body than actual bones. Like it's terrible, but yeah, it's like, it's like any other league, though. I mean, we talk about the NHL and the old man's club, but look at baseball. Look at me. But look at baseball and football, and even basketball, and even basketball in a way. Like the recycling of coaches and the old and all these old heads just sticking around because like nobody else knows like who to bring in, and it's just like why. I mean, when bat when the NBA was going through that whole COVID protocol scare because players left and right were testing positive and had to be isolated for 10 days. They, instead of calling up players from their G league squads, they were calling like old heads out of retirement to play for them. And I'm thinking to myself, what the hell is this? Like, why is this a thing? Like, do we really need to do this? I mean, we, we look at it in football. I mean, the Rams, they got desperate at safety. They ended up bringing Eric Weddle, Eric Weddle out of retirement. He hadn't played for three years. I mean, yeah, it worked out for them because they won. They won a Super Bowl. And now he's got a reign, and he's back in retirement. But the old man's club, like all over the all over the place, it's just like, go away! Like your time has come. Your time is gone. Like we don't. Like the game has gone past you. Whether you're an old coach, like a former player, like a former WWE wrestler, like you're like you're just someone that like. I don't I, I it's something that like at this point in, in my in this point in time it's just like I'm sick of it. Can we talk about an old man's club and did you see skipping away from WWE here real fast? Did you see LeBron's comments about him wanting to like he'll play with Bronny wherever like he's drafted he'll go? I had a feeling we were gonna talk basketball it's, eventually, but I, not go this route. I've been seeing that all week because ESPN has been beating that off like a dead horse. I'm sorry, but right now, like if you get to watch any of Bronny's games, he's not. She's not good. I think he's one of going to be one of those kids that's going to have to stay in college for two, maybe three years because if someone drafts him like as a freshman out of college, granted, I get he's still young and can still develop. I think he's a junior in high school now or something like that. Um, but it's like he's going to need to stay in college. I think for two to three years and like if a team takes like a chance on him because like oh if we draft him we'll get LeBron I think that's the stupidest thing ever well that's where my thing my thing is, is about about this is like I'm gonna be honest with you and I was seeing this on and I was seeing this like because I said ESPN you know beats has been beating this off like a dead horse like they beat off the Cowboys um and I was I you know at, like I was watching PTI the other day and it was Tony Kornheiser that said this, and I'm going to literally like bring his point up here. But he said, I don't know anything about the kid. Like, what kind of risk are you doing by like, and this is what you're saying, like, you know, what risk is being made here if you draft the kid, but then also think that you're going to get LeBron? Like, it makes no sense. Like, I know, like, like Tony Kornheiser, I know nothing about the kid. 
I don't know if he's the second guy. I don't know if he's literally, like, if he's going to be the next chosen one like LeBron was. I don't know if he's going to be, you know, kind of, I don't know if he's going to be destined to be a great player because I don't know much about him. I don't watch high school basketball like that. Um, and to be honest, I don't care to. Um, but that's a calculated risk right there. If you, if teams actually follow that idea of deciding to draft LeBron James Jr. in order to sign LeBron James. Like, first off, if they even do that, like like we said, we don't know how, how if the kid is NBA ready. Second off, if they do that, the kid's going to have a ton of pressure. Not only to because he's going to be following in, in his father's footsteps, but also because he's going to be playing with his father at the same time. And obviously the comparisons are going to be made left and right. Now, if he plays, now if LeBron and Bronny play together, if some team is stupid enough to do that or whatever. Well, and then you have to think as well. It's like, all right, if you draft Bronny, like if Bronny's not like ready to be in the NBA, like you're getting his dad for what, probably one year, I would assume, before he retires, if he actually wants to play with his son. Exactly. And the thing is, though, is like what team's actually going to do that? I mean, like a team like a team that would want to for like, let's be honest here. I mean, a 40 year old LeBron probably would be better than half the league. But the thing is, though, is like if his son's not ready, then like you get him for one year and they're on and they're on a terrible team. Like, say, I don't know, Oklahoma City, like then that team's just practically wasted a draft pick and set itself up like to be in the basement again for God knows how long. And obviously, like. You're not going to want, obviously, LeBron James is not going to be want, want to end his career that way. But the thing is, though, is like if they were, if, if that, if a situation like that were to happen on a young team that like is maybe one or two players away from, you know, contending for playoffs, then I could see it working. But I don't know. I just find the whole situation definitely insane. I think I it's mean, stupid. Well, I mean, the only reason why this is even being talked about is because like, Everybody just wants to assume that because the Lakers suck and because Rob Polinka is a terrible general manager and if LeBron is praising Sam Presti and um, uh, oh, the Rams general manager, fuck, I forgot his name now, shit. Um, uh, but Sam Presti's Oklahoma City's general manager, but then he praised the Rams general manager. Like every, uh, everybody and their sister, like in the mainstream media, is just like, oh, maybe LeBron's taking a shot at the Lakers and wants to get the hell out of there. I mean, to be honest, I would want to get out of that sorry-ass team too, but that's whatever there. Um, I think it's crazy. I think it's stupid. I don't think we should – I don't think that this should – it should be like the Saudi Golf League. Like don't take any of it with a grain of salt in my opinion. Until any, until some sort of traction actually happens with it, I agree. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, yeah, old heads there. I mean, it is what it is. There, I do want like same thing with like the, it's the same thing with like talking about like you know Aaron Rodgers's future. Like same mainstream media has talked, been talking about that for the past like three weeks now. And I'm thinking to myself, it is a random Thursday in February. You could be talking about like anything else right now, but yet you choose to talk about this crap that like you just want to. It's all clickbait. It's all clickbait. I with that though, I do think Rogers like with his post and everything. I think he actually like might stay in Green Bay now. I think he'll stay in Green Bay. Like, I mean. I, Let's be honest, he's in a division where you get to play the Bears twice, the Lions twice, and the Vikings twice. Like, that's six wins for you right there. Why would you want to go to Denver and have to play Mahomes and Herbert twice a year? 
I mean, nobody knows what that man is thinking. I'll say that. Only that man knows what he's thinking. Right. All... I know he said, I, I got a thing on my phone today, Aaron Rodgers notified Green Bay. He'll let, uh, let them know of his decision within the next couple of days. Yeah, so he'll probably let them know either tomorrow or over the weekend, and, and the news will, and then it'll be talked about Monday morning. But the thing is, though, is like the only logical, the only logical places for that man to go are to stay in Green Bay, potentially go down. You're you're gonna laugh at me. Go down to Tampa. Go down to Tampa. If, if, if you really want to get out there with the talent that they have and the division, and that division, that division's a crap. This is a joke. I mean, you got Matt, Matt Ryan as a quarterback. I don't even know who New Orleans quarterback. New Orleans is quarterback spot is wide open because Jameis is a free agent and who knows where he'll go. And Carolina's a fucking dumpster fire. I mean, the Falcon, the Falcons, honestly, like, the Falcons honestly probably could be the team to win that division looking at the rosters right now and who's uh, and who the quarterbacks are for that team. But if Aaron Rodgers were to go to Tampa, fuck, that's another crap. That's another easy division there. Another, another spot I can see him going, not, not Denver because he going up against those, going up against those teams three times, six times a year, not ideal. Um, I like, and even this would be a tough one here, but I, I say Pittsburgh. I mean, Pittsburgh has like the wide receivers. They've got, they've got the running game. They've got the defense. I get that. But then it's like, why go play Burrow twice a year? Why go play Lamar twice a year? It's like that's, he's, he's, what is Aaron Rodgers? 36. It's like, yeah, that's, uh, that's the only reason why bet, I'm saying. Your best bet is to stay in green Bay. And I'm sure the, they're going to, they're going to figure out the, Everyone always figures it out. They're going to figure out the contracts. They're going to be fine. They'll they'll be able to bring. Yeah, they'll circumvent. Adams they'll circumvent it until he retires, yeah, and then it's just a matter of where Adams goes after that. Exactly. They'll they'll be able to restructure the contracts so they have the cap space to bring both of them back. And I mean that defense, like it's going to be intact for the most part. I know there's a couple of them going onto the free agent market, but it's like like I said, they'll find they'll find ways to restructure contracts and bring in more money for the team and release players that they don't really need. Oh, I know that. I know that. I, I, I yeah, I, I, I kind of like the idea of Tampa. I, I don't know why, but I, I just do with that roster. I mean, the only thing is, though, is like, are they going to be able to like? Because I'm convinced it's pretty much at this point wherever Rodgers goes, Devontae Adams goes, and I, I just agree. Don't, and I just don't see him going down to Tampa. Um, uh, I think he say, I think he stays in Green Bay. I think it's like 100% he's going to be in Green Bay next year. If they, yeah. I mean, why I, not? That, I mean, finish, like, you, he's that, been there so long. Just finish out your career there. Finish out your career, you know, practically dominate your division and then see, like, where you can go in the crapshoot that is the NFC. Because let's be honest here. I mean, the only, I mean, we don't know what the Rams are going to do uh, because they're 21, they've got 20, they're 21 million over the cap. So it's just a matter of like what they do to restructure, fill holes, and blah blah blah, all that stuff. We don't know what Tampa's going to do with their quarterback situation. Um, we don't Arizona, like we don't know what they're going to do. The Niners are another team. We don't know what they're going to do. I'm not even going to bring up the NFC East because that division is just a crapshoot. I mean. We don't know like what any team in that division is going to do, and I'm not going to bring up the Cowboys uh, for five, for ten minutes here because I don't want to. Like 
any like that, we don't know. So, yeah, the best option would be for him to stay in Green Bay. He'll let the Packers know because the sooner he lets the Packers know, then the, so- then the sooner they can get the Devontae Adams situation figured out. And then when free agency starts next month, then it's just a matter of who goes where. And obviously, like, like when that time comes, you and I can talk about what our teams don't do, did do, what we thought they could have done. Um, and then, you know, the rest of and see what the and just see what the rest of the league does. Because let's be honest, like even though even even though like the NFL season is over, like here we are, like everybody else, talking about like what the off season will look like for the four teams in the league. Yeah, I am curious to see how I mean free agency is always interesting. I mean, let's be honest, the NFL is never over. Um, it's talked about year round. But I am interested to see what especially both of our teams, like, do and try, how they try to improve? Oh, 100%. 100%. Do they Free do any is- huge moves this year that people aren't expecting? Or I get there is every year with a hot take from you. I'd actually have to take a look and see who the free agents are out there because I, I like, I know who, like, I would need to take a look and see who the free agents are out there. I'm not um, saying free agents, I'm saying trades as well. Oh, trades as well. Russell Wilson leaves Seattle and ends up going and ends up going somewhere else. That that would be that would be a hot take. Like I don't know. I feel like that's gonna happen. I wouldn't consider that. I think it I think it's finally boiled down to that point. I mean, last well, year then if that's to... the case, Jimmy Garoppolo goes to Pittsburgh. Okay. Pittsburgh, like Pittsburgh needs a quarterback. Jimmy Garoppolo's at a decent at a at a good point in his career. He was he's not too he's not too young. He's definitely not old. Um, he is experienced and he's not terrible. Like a lot of people no, think I, he's I terrible. Hate, I hate when people not. think that Jimmy G is terrible. He's not. But I but Jimmy Garoppolo to Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's gonna trade for Garoppolo. The Niners are gonna have Trey Lance next year. And honestly, I think that they're going to fight and it'll just be a matter of who they have as his backup. See, um, I think I think Trubisky might go to Pittsburgh. Trubisky's gonna go to the Giants and do a quarterback competition with Jones and whoever um uh, and whoever wins that's gonna be the backup in my opinion. Uh, I was seeing reports about that and opinions on that today. Here's I, a hot. I, tip. I saw someone put on Facebook that Sam Darnold's gonna to come to Buffalo and be the backup. No, we're not bringing him up. It's so stupid. Like that was we're, so stupid. We're not bringing him up. I I I said one week we can. I said one week. Let's make it this week. Wait, let's make it. Wait, he said that as well because it wasn't even him. No, it was. Oh, it wasn't. Oh, I, no. I thought it. I thought it would have been something that he would have said. No, it wasn't him. Okay. Okay. Um. No. It Sam was just Darnold. Some can... random guy on Facebook. I saw. Oh, Bill's Facebook is like Bill's Twitter. They're fucking stupid. Even dumber. They're, I, get, I, I think. Get them I off think, the. I think Saber's Twitter is worse than Bill's Twitter. Get them off the crack. They get them off the fucking pipe. Jesus Christ. Um. Uh... <laughs> Free agent move. You know what? I don't think to, I think Tommy Boy at some point is going to realize like I'm bored, and he's going to go to San Francisco. I yeah I I don't think Brady's officially retired yet. No, that's not a hot take. But I think him going to San Francisco is a hot take. I think he will. I think I think the Niners if they when they trade Garoppolo to Pittsburgh, they'll sign Brady out of spite just just to just to piss Garoppolo off. They'll sign Brady out of spite, have him for one season, see what he does with that roster, and if he and, and who knows what happens there. But that's that that that's my situation. Garoppolo traded to Pittsburgh. 
Pittsburgh has their quarterback for at least five, at least five years, maybe more depending on Garoppolo's health. And also, you know, whether or not his consistency can be good. Uh, and then Brady goes to the Niners. Trey Lance backs him up for one season, learn, uh, backs him up for one season. Who knows? Maybe <laughs> then Brady retires after that. I don't think I, I, I'm not convinced that Tommy boy is done. Yeah, I he's don't doing think, a I movie. Don't think he's done. Yeah, he's doing a movie that I'm probably not going to watch, but we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens there. Um, uh, it, it, we'll see what happens there. Now, really don't have any, I really don't have anything else on my mind. I mean, I don't want, I, there's nothing really to go into baseball about. They have until Monday to, um, uh, they have until Monday to agree to a deal to end the lockout. Uh, with the CB to agree to the CBA before they actually have to delay the regular seat the start of the regular season and I am very pessimistic that they will actually do that unless somehow they get an 11th hour deal done but I don't even see that happening I don't think they're so far apart it's not even funny like they've met for like hours on end over the past four days and they have gotten nowhere like very minimal progress has been made um, MLB still wants to do the arbitrator. The union says, no, well, we want to meet with you face to face. They've been in Jupiter, Florida the entire week. Rumor has it. I think that they're, that they're meeting again tomorrow. They're going to meet again on Saturday and Sunday. And then even on Monday, I think they'll, I think Rob Manfred's going to announce on Monday that the start of the season has been delayed until at least like sometime in April. But I don't know. That still frustrates me, but I don't. No, when nothing's happening, I can't talk about it, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, there's nothing exciting coming out of the sports world right now. I mean, you got the NBA, and NHL, in the dog days of the season, so it's like NHL trade deadline isn't for another month. Yeah, but that's boring. Nobody, nothing fun happens there. We just hope we drew to Colorado. That oh, like a Ray Bork, like a Ray Bork move. I like it. I well, think that's because what Giroud's. I think he's. I know they're talking about this on uh, Spin Chickens podcast the other day. It made sense. He's close to his thousandth game in Philly. Let him play his thousandth game in Philly, and then ship him away. And then if they need to, bring him back next year. Yeah, exactly. I mean, my thing is, is like I, I, I like the move actually. I do. I think because Colorado, Colorado should win the cup. If they win the cup. Who knows? Maybe he'll just retire, walk off into the sunset. I wouldn't mind a Colorado tattoo. <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> hey, hey, the Oilers are not terrible again. So they're, they're they may have goaltending now. Mike Smith's like back now. <laughs> they still need goaltending. They well, still need goaltending. It's not as well, bad as it was. Yeah, yeah, I know that. I know that. Um, uh, but no, uh, do you have any other final thoughts or anything before I conclude the podcast here? So. No, I think I'm all set. Um, there's nothing really that comes to mind for me. Ah, one thing does come to mind for me, and I made mention to this. I actually do want to bring up that we did. We brought up basketball, surprisingly, but not the way I thought we would have done it. Um, this is the thing for basketball I wanted to talk about here. Over the weekend was All Star Week. Was NBA's All Star Weekend? Um, Boring dunk contest. Everybody hated it. All star game. Didn't really know. Didn't really watch it. Um, also, I'm gonna be honest. I forgot that All Star Weekend was a thing. Uh, one of my friends was asking me about it. I'm like, dude, I didn't know that was happening, and he thought I was kidding. I'm like, no, I'm serious. But at halftime of the NBA All Star game on Sun uh, on Sunday night, they uh, 
they did a ceremony for the NBA 75 team because it's the league's 75th anniversary. So they comprised a quote unquote team of the 75 greatest players in the history of the NBA. And, you know, I like that. I like that they did the ceremony. I'm kind of annoyed that some people chose not that some people either didn't show up or chose not to show up. But I mean, obviously, if like, you know, maybe they just couldn't go. Maybe they didn't want to go. It is what it is there. Am I annoyed by it? A little there. Um, but what I liked about it was just like I like the camaraderie that came about. It's like, you know, everybody was all the legends were having a good time. Um, they were kind of just like shooting the shit. Like it was like it was kind of it was a nice spectacle. I mean, obviously, like, you know, you see like current players in there like LeBron and stuff and somehow Anthony Davis and James Harden. But that's in our conversation for another day. But then you also see legends like like Magic, like Kareem, like um, uh, like Oscar Robinson, like Jerry West, like the GOAT, Michael Jordan. Like you saw like all of those legends of the game um, come together for the most part, like a fraternity, like a brotherhood. Um and, and everything. You had some great moments of reconciliation, too. I mean, uh, Dennis Rodman uh, reuniting with Michael Jordan. You had all the Lakers legends uh, reuniting. Um, one of my – you had, like, some great basketball players from, from North Carolina that went to North Carolina on the NBA 75 team. Like, there's a picture of them. Um, one thing that touched me a little bit was, as I mentioned, like, there's a picture of, like, all of the – the Lakers legends that are on the NBA 75 team that got, they, they got a picture, all of them. And the middle of the picture, like, like sta- nobody was standing in the middle. Like you had the back row, you had Jerry, you had like, then you had a couple people like in the middle, but then like, there's nobody standing in the legit middle. And then you have Jerry West and I think some, somebody else sitting down next to him and Jerry West points to the middle like the empty space in the middle and he's just smiling and like, you can just read his lips. That's Kobe. Kobe was there. And it it touched me a little bit because it, it, you know, like it brought, like, you know, obviously it's been a couple years now, but that touched me a little bit. I, I, I like that little moment there because yeah, I'm not a fan of the NBA today because like, let's be honest, like the it's, it's kind of a watered down league and like up until the playoffs, I don't give a shit, but when moments like these happen, whether it's like NBA set, like, you know, bringing back legends of the game and basketball, football, hockey, baseball, whatever. It's kind of nice to see because you don't know, like you, you hear about, like you see clips, you hear about all these great athletes in the history of these leagues, but then you realize that's like, these guys aren't going to be around forever. Like who knows when's the next time you're going to see like all these legends gathered together. I mean, I don't know when, I mean, like baseball, like a lot of like player, a lot of players have former players have passed on over the past couple of years. And so like, you see like a, like you, you saw that, you see that happen in baseball, but like when you see a fraternity camaraderie of brothers like that come together to celebrate a momentous occasion, like nice to see. It's really nice to see. Now me, the, I don't, I don't need to go into like who I think should be on NBA 75, who doesn't deserve it or whatnot, but the celebration overall, great to see. Um, It reminds me of like why I liked the NBA as a child and why maybe I wish I liked it more now, but 
that's another conversation there. But I have no other comments, questions, no other comments, no other final thoughts. You, sir, do you have anything? Are you sure you don't have anything? I'm sure. We are we all made, set here. We we are all set. We made it one episode without mentioning him. We will be back next week with that. Um, I'm proud of us for not doing for not shouting him out. I'm, I'm proud of us. I'm proud as well. I'm proud too. I I, I thought it was going to come out this week for some reason, but it didn't. No, nothing stupid. We didn't see anything stupid. But um, with that being said, I do just want to shout out Brad again. He he told me that he was grateful for the shout out for his birthday last week. So Brad, you're welcome. Um, glad we can shout you out on the podcast. We'll do, we'll shout you out again. With that being said there, that concludes another episode of the Lonely Heart Sports Podcast. Next week will probably be the same where we'll just shoot the shit and see where, see where the podcast takes us. But you can listen to us on Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Follow us on Twitter at LHS Podcast 2021. I've been inactive for the past couple of days, but that's just mainly because of like nothing's going on. Um, and keep on keeping on and pray for Ukraine, um, terrible situation going on there with the Russian invasion, but pray for Ukraine. Hope everything is all right there. And that's all for now.